Hey, my name's James Marsh. I'm Dakota's dad. Uh, it's been uh, two months ago, probably. Dakota asked if anybody had back problems. He said he felt it was on, on his heart that morning, and I didn't raise my hand. Just, you know, my, I have a bad back. I've had a bad back forever. I'm supposed to do surgery on it, but I do not want to. And uh, anyway, I didn't raise my hand. Figured that uh, if God wanted me to have the blessing, I would get it. But somebody else needed it more than me than it would be theirs. But by Sunday night, I had no pain. It's been close to two months now, and I'm still pain free. So uh, I guess God gave me the blessing. And, and, uh, All right. I if I could have the prayer partners come uh, this morning. We do this every Sunday, but, but I believe that God is in this place in a unique way as we've been praying for this Sunday um, for a long time. And God, I want faith to rise in your hearts. And, and the beginning of that video was cut off. That was my dad. Um, uh, and, uh, and so I, I don't want you to have that misconception that well, I, I don't believe it's for me, and I'm not going to raise my hand. It, God is no respecter of persons. What God has for one person, he, he wants to do in your life. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if God did it in this book, then he can do it in your life. And God wants to heal and restore and provide this morning in the same way that he always has. And so we have these prayer partners here uh, this morning. So you come, and you receive prayer and healing. James chapter 5 says this any of you are sick, call upon the elders of the church to pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. And such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, will heal the sick. And the Lord, not us, but the Lord will make you well. And so if you put your faith in the Lord this morning, you come, you receive prayer and watch what God does. Don't doubt him. He can do more than you think. He's more than able. Let's praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, if, if you've been waiting and you, you've already said, oh, it's too late, it's not too late. God is at work this morning, um, and I, I'd rather uh, uh, cut out my preaching and allow God to do some healing this morning, uh, if, if necessary. Um, so so you, you come. Don't, don't wait. Don't delay. Hallelujah. 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 Um, continue to pray. I, I was just told the story of, uh, and it reminded me that if you're watching online or even listening on the radio, um, that same Sunday that, that my dad was healed, there was someone uh, who's here this morning who was watching online and, and she had such back pain that she was prevented from coming to church. That was the reason she didn't come to church, but she was watching and, and God healed her, uh, her back. She, um, and, and so, um, so you don't have to be in this room. God is, is everywhere, omnipresent. And so whether you're in this room or not, God wants to do a work in your life in this moment. And so just accept that, that healing, that restoration. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. I know we say welcome home every single Sunday. 
but welcome home. This is our, uh, this is our theme for, uh, for 2024. Uh, this is our theme for the year, and it comes from uh, Ephesians chapter 2, and we'll put it on the screen. This is a paraphrased version from the message, um, but I believe it kind of captures the heart of, of where we are and where we're headed. You are no longer wandering exiles. The kingdom of God, uh, the kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here with as much right to the name Christian as anyone. God is building a home. He's using us all. Irrespective of how we got here and what he's building, he used the apostles and prophets for the foundation. Now he is using uh, you with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone. We see it taking shape day after day, a holy temple built by God. All of us built into it, a temple in which God is quite at home. Can I tell you this? It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter who your parents are. We want to welcome you into this place. We want to welcome you uh, into uh, God's house. And what's more uh, supernatural than that is God wants to be welcomed into your life. And so as we're welcoming you, welcoming you into church, God, he says he wants to make his home with you. In other words, he wants his presence to rest where you are. He wants to come into your life and kick off his shoes and just be with you. Isn't that a powerful picture that the God who created the universe loves you so much that he wants to abide with you and be with you, not just in this life, but for all of eternity. In fact, he he wants that so bad that he sent Jesus, uh, his only son, he sent him to die in your place to pay the price for your sins. So what? So that we could spend eternity with him. He's not content with just a few days. He wants to spend the rest of forever with you. And I don't want us to take that for granted. And Jesus says he stands at the door and he knocks. He wants to come into your life. He wants you to welcome him home. So Vision Sunday is about celebrating the past um, and looking forward to the future. And so uh, if you're new here, if this is your first Sunday, this is a unique Sunday, all right? Usually, we've never had flashing lights before. It freaks some people out. I I had to stop them from leaving. I was like, it won't happen during the service, I promise. Um, They were afraid that fire was going to shoot out of the stage or something. Uh, It's, you know, uh, maybe someday. I'm just kidding. Uh, I just like to keep people on edge. Uh, I wear t-shirts, and that that scares some people. Okay, Um, but um, uh, we, this is a unique Sunday where we are not only preaching a sermon, which I will preach the word, I promise. I brought my Bible. Um, uh, but, but I also, in addition to that, want to celebrate and show God gr- uh, gratitude. And, and I want to uh, uh, thank him for what he's done in this place. And so we are going to share a few numbers along the way, but we're also going to hear uh, stories like uh, we heard this morning already. Um, let's start with with Tiffany's story. Uh, My name is Tiffany Owings, and uh, I am a mom of five boys, and um, we moved here from Gary, and I teach in the school. We have lived here for about a year, and we've been searching for a church. Uh, My main goal in finding a church where we could belong was 
finding a place that had a program for my children. Um, and we found that. They um, have gotten involved in the Wednesday night services. Um, Wednesday nights are my absolute favorite. Um, and I definitely come here renewed every single time I come to any of the services, but definitely Wednesday night services are my, my place to be. The, the prayer meetings um, are a wonderful time. It's not easy to go to church just anywhere, um, depending on your relationship with God and where you're at. Um, I was looking for a church that was spirit-filled, and I found that here. But genuinely, it is. You can definitely feel the power of God. I've not been to church my whole life. <laughs> it's not like, a, you know, a new experience. God, God is in this place. It's such a powerful moment. And she, she said, please don't put the tears in the video. And I, I did cut some of it out. Um, but, but it's such a powerful testimony that God is here. It's, not, it's a unique thing that we can't take for granted. Like, I'm, I'm afraid that once we experience this, it becomes normal at Life Fellowship where, where God is in this place and we feel, feel his presence and we're aware of his power. And then it just becomes normalized where I don't ever want to just take it for granted. I want to rest in his goodness, yes, but I also want to praise him for it. And, and so I don't want us to, uh, to take God for granted, and God is in this place. I do agree with Tiffany about Wednesday nights. They're my favorite, too. Uh, in fact, I, I often say that the prayer meeting is the most important service of the week. Um, and you might say, well, why is that? What about Sundays? Um, uh, I, I think uh, if you just come, just come on Wednesdays, and you'll, you'll see why I say that. I, I believe when we pray, God responds to the prayers of his people, and I don't understand it, honestly. I because God does what he wants, and but when we align our will with what God's will is, something just breaks, and it, it moves in a power, especially when we come together. And so some people are scared off by, by the term prayer meeting. They think, oh, do you guys just huddle up and pray um, uh, and, you know, bow your heads? Is it like this? No, it's not. It's just church, right? It's Sunday morning on a Wednesday night. We have worship. Uh, we have, uh, I, I teach from the Bible but we also pray together. I, I, I ask everyone, and it would just be like us praying this morning, you know. Um, and then we have an extended altar time. Uh, the only other thing that's different is we take communion, and we don't take offering. So if that's a, if that's a, <laughs> a draw for you, uh, <laughs> it shouldn't be a draw for you. But if it is, um, you can uh, don't switch to Wednesdays. Just add it to, yeah, uh, come come on Wednesdays, but, um, but we do, we have an extended altar time, and we, we pray um, uh, together as, as a church. It's every Wednesday at 7 p.m. I just want to, some of this is going to feel like announcements, but every Wednesday at 7 p.m., we have a service for every age group. Uh, so we have age-specific classes with, with fun games and snacks and worship and biblical teaching uh, from infant to high school. We have a place for your kids um, uh, every Wednesday night. And then in addition to that, we meet in here at 7 p.m. I mean, yeah, 7 p.m. Uh, uh, <laughs> six. I thought that. Okay. I was like, man. It's, I, I was like, well, it says seven. Okay. Don't, if you come at seven, you'll come right in time for the altar time. 6 p.m., I'll see how good the sound guy is and see if he can change that. But 6 p.m., ignore that. 6 p.m., all right, we'll change it. Uh, I wish we were, like, recording. We could just cut that. Okay, 6, see? Yeah, the people, I was just testing you, and you got it. Yeah, 
6 p.m. Okay, 6 p.m., sorry. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. All right. Um, every, every age group, 6 p.m. from nursery. We have nursery in here. Um, and then the rest of the kiddos meet in the gym and uh, come at 6 and drop them off, come in here and have a good time. Uh, if you're a college student, I know you're kind of not quite an adult, not quite, you know, you're still a student, but we uh, have a special building for you on campus at Swasu. Uh, they meet, I'm going to get the time wrong. I believe it's 8. Is it 8? All right, 8 p.m. Uh, Tuesday nights. Uh, Chris Dunn is the new Chi Alpha pastor, and, and it's really exciting to see all that God is, is doing already. Uh, I'm super pumped about Chi Alpha. I miss it. Uh, that was my old job, and, and so I'm jealous, but uh, there's free lunch every Monday if Chris Dunn is cooking. Uh, I, it's almost enough for me to go back to college uh, to get the free lunch. Uh, it's, it's a good time, but uh, free lunch on Mondays, and then uh, Tuesday nights you'll have a worship service at 8 p.m., 806 North Bradley. You can just Google Chi Alpha and it should come up. Um, but uh, they're making disciples who make disciples. Uh, they're, they're, they're going to see revival on campus like never before. I, I truly believe that. And, um, and, and God is just getting started. All right, so some numbers. Uh, on average in 2023, every single week we saw 100 over 150, I think it was 156, uh, unique kids came to one of our services, and that's not even including college, and so that's, that's a higher number, um, but every month we see 150 kids come into Life Fellowship, and they hear the Word of God, and they, uh, they uh, hear, and they pray, and they, they hear the gospel preach. Um, isn't that amazing? I thought we'd celebrate 150 kids coming, um, and, uh, and so that, that's an amazing stat, but here's one of those students. My name is Matthew Ward. Um, I'm a member here at Life Fellowship, and God has done a lot for me in the past year. Because that's when I was really, I had this feeling that God has called me to do something special in my life. Um, so I first heard of church camp in sixth grade, and that was kind of when I was just now entering tweens. As I was there, I was just really welcome to. It was my first time ever going to like a church where it was only for a certain grade level. And I really felt welcome there. Um, you might know her, Tammy, uh, we call her Gumball. She was amazing. She was probably the definite person that showed me the way to church camp and how to actually follow Jesus. And last year I was at church camp and we were down at the altar praying listening to worship music and I heard this voice over and over and over again saying you need to do this this is your calling this is what he wants me to do he wants me to play music for other people and worship him while I do so so he called me to music ministry and as he did so my life has just gotten so much better. Me knowing what I've been able to do and what I need to do in the future as a worship leader um, and being in youth camp or youth itself is just a way better experience because that's when I fully, fully joined um, the worship team 
and it's been a really fun experience being able to play music and worship God at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, it gets me fired up. That's that's what I I that's like the epitome of what I do. That's 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 what I like to see is students finding their calling and getting on God's mission because that's where you find joy and purpose and meaning is when you realize your calling. You know, there, there's that quote that says, uh, "There's the two most important days uh, of your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why." And and I believe that that church and getting into God's presence and and understanding who He is and and what He has for us as individuals, I think it's a powerful opportunity for each of us to to grasp. And and so at, at a young age, imagine if you uh, found your calling at at a young age, and that's what we're trying to do is reach the next generation and, and to minister to them. Um, we had over, he mentioned church camp, we had over 80 students uh, go to church camp this year, which I believe is a record. Like, we didn't have enough vans, and, and we get made fun of for how many vans we have, uh, but we didn't have enough, so we had to rent a charter bus, and then the charter bus wasn't big enough, so we had to bring two vans with the charter bus, um, and, and so it was a big deal, yeah. But God, uh, God is um, uh, moving, and, and he's continuing to um, uh, move in the students' lives. We've had students baptized and, and healed. Uh, we've had multiple students called into ministry. And I believe that God loves the next generation. And so we love the next generation. We want to invest in the next generation. Um, Pastor, Pastor Amanda and, and Tammy and Chris have done an amazing job, and, and I want to uh, show them uh, gratitude as well. Um, thank you guys for pouring into them. And now, um, and now uh, my wife, Jordan, uh, Pastor Jordan, which is kind of fun to say, um, she, uh, she's stepping into the, the kids' pastor role, and uh, she's standing on the foundation that Chris and Kim have established over the last uh, uh, 10 years or so, um, and so uh, I'm excited for, for all that God is going to do. Without further ado, uh, this is our most important stat, and, and, um, and it, I wish I had the exact number, and, and uh, there's some reasons, but, um, but I, I know it, th- this is not a very specific number, but I'm super excited, and you better celebrate. I should have brought the confetti cannon back. Uh, we've had over 20 salvations and baptisms. Yeah. Uh, um, and, uh, and these aren't just numbers, and I, I am uh, attempting to do a better job of tracking that. The way that we offer uh, salvation, the call to salvation, we just have people raise their hands, and, and the follow-up is, is, you know, we try to follow up with each, but, but it's kind of complicated. If people get saved on the radio, they don't always tell us. Um, and, and so we're trying to, to track those as, as often as we can so we can celebrate. Um, but it's not about the numbers. Uh, uh, there, there are 20 people that have been, uh, over 20 people that have been baptized, but I, I want to share one story of, of uh, Shelby here. I'm Shelby Thomas. I've lived in Weatherford for about 10 years. I've always, I grew up in the church. I was always in the church. My mom raised us in the church. Um, she always encouraged us to have a relationship with Christ, and that's one thing that I I strive for. Uh, I think the one thing that encouraged me to follow through with the baptism was the relationship that I grew with Christ. Um, 
you know, wanting to be more closer to him, wanting to understand who he was um, and who is, you know, that the things that are possible in my life. I'm living to glorify God and I'm living to walk in his image. I can see things clearly. I can move forward with my life with the purpose of God's purpose for me. I'm happy that I found Life Fellowship, not just because of, you know, the community and finding a good church, but I'm happy that I found um, a church that believes that salvation is real. It's true. It's the only truth. And only through Christ can you, you achieve anything in life, anything. And I believe that Fight Life Fellowship was the one thing that helped me push and believe that um, and get me to where I am with Christ today. So I do thank you. I do thank the church um, for all and everything that they will do for me and my family. Um, so I'm excited for the new journey. So I, I do want to point out that um, just because you've gone to church your whole life doesn't mean that God can't move in your life in power this year. Uh, God, God wants to continue to work, and, and even if you've been saved and gone to the church, God can do a miraculous work, and, and he can move in, in your life in such a way that you decide to walk in obedience, not just lip service, but you decide to, to dedicate your life to what God is doing uh, this isn't uh, part of the thing, but I have to share. Uh, Shelby's going to be mad at me, but, but uh, in Growth Track, she, uh, one of the things that we were talking about is when we were growing up, uh, it was the old people that, that were involved in church and volunteered and became members, and, and that wasn't what the young people did, you know? And, uh, and so we started talking about how, you know, God is moving in our hearts, and, and we want to be involved. And, and we looked at each other, and I said, does this mean we're old, or does this mean that we realize that it's not just for the old people? Um, and I hope it's the latter, and I hope that you think uh, that you realize that it's not just for a certain age group, that we all want to be a part of God's mission and God's vision for this church, and we have to have... We're we're not built on the sacrifice uh, or on the, on the talents of a few, but we are built on the sacrifice of many. And so um, it, with that being said, we have uh, 75 volunteer positions that are filled every single week. Uh, that's, that's an awesome thing that, that this isn't just me or, uh, uh, or my wife or the pastoral staff. We are uh, running an organization, if you will, uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit working in you working in you. And so, um, and there's others that are on an irregular basis. So these are the weekly uh, teachers and, and sound people and cameras, lights, cameras, action, uh, you know, all the, uh, all the different components that, all the door greeters, all the security, all those different things. Um, we need 75 uh, volunteers to make Life Fellowship just <laughs> get by. And, and we want to do, not just get by, we want to do all that God is calling us to do. Uh, and so there's other, uh, others that serve on an irregular basis. We call these positions serve teams. Uh, so just really quick, uh, forgive me, but there's the creative team. So if you're, if you're creative, if you can play an instrument and, and you would like to join the worship team, if you do the lights, camera, action thing, uh, you can be a part of the creative team. If you want to get plugged into the, uh, the welcome team, if you love waving signs in 14-degree weather, uh, you can come wave that sign in the parking lot. You can uh, be a door greeter. You can 
and uh, uh, do security. We, we want to keep the, the kids' areas and different places safe. And uh, we have the next-gen team, which is my, uh, I won't say my favorite. I love all these teams. But, but we need next generation. We need to invest in the next generation. So if you're willing, if you're able to teach, I would, I'm begging you. Uh, just, uh, I'm not even, you know, I'm not too proud to beg. Uh, we need uh, volunteers in, in kids' area and youth and um, and so if you can teach, but if you can just volunteer, just be a, I, I nicknamed him, it's probably not the best name, but the bouncer that, uh, that gives the kid that needs a little more love and attention and, you know, uh, grace, um, you know, if it helps the teaching environment. So you can just be, a, you can be the fun dad, you know, that's, that's my role in my parenting is I'm the fun one. And I just, if one needs a little more attention, I just, you know, I can just distract them and uh, give, uh, give mom an opportunity to teach. But um, the other thing is uh, the care team. And so uh, if you love caring for people, if you love bringing people meals, uh, we have disaster response. We have uh, the care portal, which uh, you can go back to the table and, and learn more about what care portal is, but it's helping foster families and caring for them. Um, and, and so this isn't all we have to offer, but these are some of the opportunities. Uh, I, I want to give you an example of someone that that was proactive, and, and he came and, and he sought out uh, another opportunity or two to serve. And so we'll, we'll share Ryan's video now. I'm Ryan Nichols. Uh, my, my wife and I uh, started coming out here. Uh, we weren't married at the time yet. Uh, we, was look, we were dating, and we started looking for a church to start uh, going to together. And uh, we just happened to pop by here. And it was uh, Pastor Rick's last day. And uh, so, so it was kind of a, a strange first uh, first day for sure, but uh, we, we met some people and uh, we were immediately felt welcome and uh, we haven't been anywhere since, so <laughs> anywhere else since, so uh, this just felt like home and uh, uh, we've, we've come to love the people here, we love the services and uh, Dakota was one time asking, talking about starting a, uh, a class on uh, I think it was supposed to be Fruits of the Spirit or something like that is what he mentioned to begin with. And, uh, and I, I felt like God was saying, hey, go talk to him and volunteer. And so, okay, I will. Uh, I don't know if anybody else has he's got somebody in line, but uh, I went and talked to him. And he called me uh, a little bit while later, and we got to talking. And ended up doing a, a, teaching a class for uh, several weeks over spiritual giftings. And uh, I felt... Uh, like that was an awesome opportunity for ministry that um, that if I hadn't listened and just went and talked to Dakota, uh, I wouldn't have had. So it was a blessing for me for sure. Um, I've also uh, went and spoke at the Hope is Alive house and uh, met with those people, those guys, and uh, it was awesome to share my testimony and to uh, and to just bring some hope uh, to those guys, and uh, that's, that's what it's kind of all about, and uh, I look forward to more opportunities like that, for sure. Yeah. So I just want to highlight that you don't have to, you know, if there's not a position that, you know, you, you can step into what God is calling you to do, and we'll facilitate that. I do, he mentioned Hope is Alive. Uh, it's an organization that we started partnering last Vision Sunday. Um, uh, we, we started partnering. We introduced you to them. Um, and uh, they are an amazing organization here locally and, and, and nationwide. But they, they help uh, 
addicts who are recovering from alcohol, um, drug use. Um, it's a house where they are able to structure uh, living, um, where they're able to uh, go to all the meetings and do the things. It's an amazing organization. It's actually open to the community on Sunday nights, um, and, and you can find out more about that. You can just show up and, and, and see. Every, every time I go, it's like, man, I just, I just want to stay here. Um, because they're just people that are motivated. They know they've made mistakes. They have that humility, but they also have the drive to improve. And, and I, uh, I just hope that we become a church like that. Like, it, we, we know we're not perfect, but we, we know where we're headed. And, and so um, in 2023, Life Fellowship gave more than $10,000 to Hope is Alive, which is uh, unbelievable. That's um, uh, I didn't even know that that was a thing. They called me and said, hey, do you know this? And I said, I'll share it with everybody. So um, super proud of you guys for uh, not only um, uh, supporting them by going and, and being a part, but actually uh, helping them financially. Uh, we give monthly to uh, uh, 38 missionaries and missions organizations around the world, um, which is an amazing number for a church our size to do what we do um, I, I would say uh, there, are, there are some exceptions, but, but we, uh, we support our missionaries well. This isn't $5 a month, $10 a month. We are uh, sending out and supporting missionaries and missions projects around the world. And because of that, uh, one of the organizations we uh, uh, partner with is called uh, One Hope. And what they do is their mission is God's Word Every Child. And so this year alone, 2023 alone, last year alone, we gave out, we gave... Um, uh, 145,000 books of hope, which means that we reached at least 145,000 kids with the gospel message, and you guys are not as excited as you should be. That's an amazing thing. Um, and, and as these kids are, are bringing these books, or, or they have an app now, the, these also include app downloads, but um, they track all these numbers to a T, because uh, I've been on the other side. We've taken uh, trips with One Hope about every year, and, and they track all those. Every, every time we hand out a book, they track that, and they're very strategic in, in their outcome-based ministry. Um, but they bring these books to their family, and the, those books of hope actually impact not just that child, but their families. And so who knows? The God, uh, God's word does not return void. And so as God's word is being sent out through Life Fellowship, who knows the impact of those 145,000 uh, basically gospel messages. Um, we gave a total of 196,132.35 cents to missions. Um, in 2023, uh, if so, do we have a noisemaker? What was that? Uh, if somebody brought a uh, like a cowbell. Are we going to bring those? Um, this is awesome. Uh, if we, uh, if someone, this is not in my nose, but if someone feels led to give two thousand nine hundred and eight hundred and seventy. $8, then I'll just, I'll put that, 68 thank you, I'll put that in last year's, and then we'll make it even 200000 and that would make me feel good, because I'm like OCD, I need things to be even. Um, but we, we love giving to missionaries and, and supporting missionaries, um, but we also love sending people out, and, and, um, and so uh, uh, we, we have several in the church right now that are called to be missionaries, and that's the most exciting thing, that, that not only uh, did they catch the vision of supporting missionaries, but they said, send me, I'll go, and, and that's a powerful thing, to be willing to, to uproot your life and to go where God calls you to go. 
And, and so some of those are going, uh, Phil led to the out, outskirts of the world, to the furthest, the ends of the earth, if you will. But, but some um, are, are called to different uh, ministries here locally. And, and so here's an example of one who's called to ministry. Hi, I'm Maisa Taylor, and I'm excited to announce that I'm about to become the state of Oklahoma's new pro-life missionary through a ministry called Save One and U.S. Missions. Um, I knew from a young age that I was called to be a missionary, but over the years, it seemed like God was taking me down different paths. But fast forward to 2023, um, God opened a door for me to start working with Save One, which is a ministry that um, works with the local church and pregnancy centers to help people to heal from the traumas of abortion and sexual assault. Um, I'm excited to get involved with this ministry and now all of those detours make sense because of my background with some of my experiences and also working as a trauma counselor. Like most missionaries, of course, that means that I'm going to be um, raising support and doing some fundraising. So. Um, I'm excited for this year, and I want to thank everybody in advance for supporting me, and I'm happy to talk to anybody that would like more information. Yeah. So uh, if you want to know more about Save One, there is a Save One table in the back. Um, so after service, be sure to check it out as well. Um, there's, uh, there's other tables back there that we'll talk more about at the end, but um, we try to make this... Uh, this thing where you're actually doing something. This isn't just a, a sermon. This isn't just a Sunday where you just listen to me talk, but, but everything that we're doing uh, should have an action with it. Um, so I, I feel like I need to preach. Um, uh, as, as I mentioned before, Ephesians 2 is really our theme for the year, and so you'll hear more and more about it. But if we can pull up Ephesians chapter 2, uh, I, I, I just the, this phrase, and, and we're still in the message, forgive me. Uh, if, uh, we'll read actual Bible here in a little bit um, if you're one of those. They're like me. I'm like, ah, oh, this is a paraphrase. Um, but, but it's really good. You're no longer wandering exiles. Uh, this kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here with as much right to the name uh, Christian as anyone. In other words, there's people that don't feel like they've earned the right to be called Christian. But can I tell you uh, that our message, uh, this is our message to those in the room that feel like outsiders uh, and outcasts, you are welcome here. Our message to, to those who, who feel like they've made mistakes and have made mistakes, you are welcome here. God wants you to know that you are welcome. If, if, if you've fallen away, if you feel like you were a Christian, but now you've made some mistakes and you've made some other choices and you've gotten away from the Lord, can I tell you that you are welcome here? You no longer have to be an outcast. You can be welcomed home. Welcome home. One of the ways that we uh, make a growing church continue to feel small is there something we call life groups, and these are groups uh, that meet across the, uh, the town, the community here. Uh, we have some that, that actually meet in other towns. We have a few that meet here uh, in the gym or, or utilize the facilities here. Um, but as a rule, they meet in homes across the area. These are what we used to call friends who hang out, um, but now we have to structure it so that we can do it, but but it's just it's just reading the Bible and praying for one another and playing Monopoly or whatever you guys play. Um, uh, no, Monopoly takes too long in my house. Uh, it doesn't take; it just takes as long as someone to flip the table. Um, 
But, uh, you know, whatever, whatever game you guys play in your life groups, but, uh, one of, uh, uh, but fun is required. It's, if you've gone through our leader training for being a life group leader, uh, fun is a requirement. But it's, it's to give you an opportunity to, uh, to be in an environment that's, that's not just, there's a little, there's not much community that happens in rows. Um, what you want to do is sit in a circle and, and get to know one another. And so that's, that's what life groups are about. And, and it, it's, it's that old, old church feeling when you're in a small group and you're able to, to bear one another's burdens and pray for one another and you can share things that aren't going to be shared with the world. Um, it's, a, it's a good time. And so I would encourage you to be a part of a life group. You can check out the life groups on, uh, on our website uh, lifefellowship.net slash lifegroups. Um, uh, there's more information in the foyer if, if you'd like it. Um, but uh, I, I want to begin to share the vision for 2024. Um, and so we could talk about life groups and, and youth and, and all the different ministries that we do. Um, but, uh, but just for today, I, I want to focus um, on a couple different things. Um, I don't know about you, but, but there's nothing like guests coming over that motivates to clean house. You can overlook a lot of things, but if you have somebody coming over, all of a sudden you start noticing all the things that need to be done. And you start thinking about those baseboards, need, you know, my wife anyway, she's like, the baseboards need dusted. I'm like, I've never dusted a baseboard in my life. I don't think dust can land on a wall, you know, but, um, but whatever. Uh, she sees stuff that I don't see. Um, but, but what I'm, my point, sorry, my point is, um, is the church board and the staff and I have for several months now, honestly, been praying about and, and going through the church and expecting visitors, expecting guests. And we've been asking ourselves what needs, because you can lose sight of what, <laughs> what the reality is. You can become blind to some things. And, and so we've found some areas that haven't been updated in over 20 years. And uh, so we're literally going to prepare this house for visitors uh, in 2024. That's one of our big uh, visions uh, that we are going to, to um, start uh, so we're calling it uh, Build This House. It's a three-part project, and, um, and each part has a budget of $65,000. And so it might take three years, um, but my job is to be optimistic, and I believe we can do it in 2024. So I don't know uh, if you have the faith like me, but, um, but we are going to be intentional about keeping up um, because there, there are things that you just lose sight of. And, and so um, there's some things that we want to do um, because uh, we want to welcome people home. And, and I don't want to stand in the way of what God wants to do in people's life. And so I want to make it easy for people uh, to come into his house and, and to, to receive from him without being distracted by paint peeling off the walls and things like that. Uh, so part one is the living room. Uh, we're calling it the living room. Uh, this is the foyer, the cafe. Um, the foyer does have some paint peeling off the walls. It's, it's really, uh, we're going to move the coffee shop into the foyer and clean up that area. What we're realizing is there's a traffic jam in the little nursery, coffee shop, kids area, uh, cafe area. There's the, uh, as we are growing, it's becoming a, there's a traffic problem. And so we're trying to uh, uh, 
uh, be intentional about fixing that and, and making the foyer more welcoming. So we're going to change the seating, uh, bring the coffee in there, um, and, and hopefully uh, create some parking closer to the main entrance of the building. Uh, that's in my uh, long-term plan, but, but um, uh, we're trying to do that. So the living room, the cafe, it sees more traffic than, uh, it, it sees more public more public see that room than any other part of Life Fellowship that don't come here. Uh, there's voting that happens in the cafe. There's parties. Uh, you know, they, they can rent that, uh, that space and use it for parties and uh, different things, birthday parties and baby showers. And, and it's just, it needs some love. Uh, it's, not, it's not quite screaming. It's a great room, but it's not quite screaming welcome home anymore. And so we, uh, we want to update uh, some of those things and, and prepare, uh, you know, repair some water damage and, and things like that. Um, so that the hallway is better than Lyle Road, right? Uh, we want traffic. <laughs> we want traffic to flow. Lyle Road is also, but we don't have any part of that. But we're hoping and praying that it's going to be done in 2024. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll also update the bathrooms and things. And so I know that the, that number sounds sounds big, but. Honestly, everything, you, you guys just look around, everything's so expensive, and, and it is what it is, and I know that, um, I'm, I'm just shooting you straight. This is just what it is, and it needs to be done, and we got to take care of what God has given us to steward, and so uh, we're going to do that. Part two is the playroom. Uh, this is where the kids make messes, and, and, and you say, well, it, I assume you can just leave the toys on the floor because they're about to go back in there, but if guests are coming over, my wife says, no, you got to pick them all up. And then immediately they get them all back out. Um, but in this case, uh, for the playroom, we're talking about the kids' area. Uh, the, the playground needs some love. And, and just the gym in general, there's some uh, uh, tiles that need replaced and things like that. But our, our main focus, one of our main focuses here is the next generation. And we want them to have a safe, secure, fun environment. And we need to just... Uh, update and, and honestly rebrand some things. Uh, we have some dated names. We call it One Way Kids and, and Lifesavers, and we've had some different names over the years, and so there's different logos and different, and so we're just going to cut all that and call it Life Fellowship Kids, Life Fellowship Tweens, uh, Youth. Uh, we're just going to call it what it is and, and clean that up so that we don't have to change logos and different things every year, um, and it'll just help with communicating and inviting. If you say, come to One Way Kids, they're like, where's that? But if you say, come to Life Fellowship Kids, you know where it's at. Um, and so uh, it'll just help uh, update some things. And, and I'm a believer, uh, and if, if we're going to do something, we're going to do it right. And, and I want to be uh, at a place where we're taking care of our stuff and we do things with excellence. And, and we, I believe that as we increase the quality of our ministry and we create a welcoming environment, ultimately we'll see more people come to church and we'll, and we'll be able to introduce them to Jesus. Okay, so that's the, that's the focus. That's the point. Um, it's not just so that we can have nice things. I'm not benefiting from any of this, uh, you know, the church, but, but the people are, the community is. And so I care about the people, uh, the third part is the yard. The yard gets neglected in my house um, because it's mine. Uh, m- my wife delegates that to me, and then she's also the one that reminds me to go do it. Um, and, and so uh, um, the, the yard is not a fun thing to, uh, to raise funds for necessarily, you know. The parking lot's the parking lot, but, but it honestly doesn't matter how nice our facilities are. Uh, if a visitor doesn't know how to get in the front door, or which door is the front door? There's a million doors, and none of them are well marked, and, and so we, we want to do a better job of signage and, and parking lot and, 
and um, it, it just it doesn't matter how how nice the inside is if outside the fence is falling down and there's uh, junk everywhere and and so we're going to do some cleanup projects and different things um, because we we just want to care about the things that God has entrusted us with. And, um, and I'm about to preach, so don't worry. I'm just, I'm just casting vision. That's what the day is about, is casting vision. And, um, and, and now you might think, well, that stuff shouldn't matter. Um, you know, if people want to be here, then they're going to find a way to get here. And that's true, but I just don't want to stand in their way. I, I want to make it easy for people to come to Jesus. I'm not trying to make it harder. Uh, I want people to be introduced to Jesus and... and um, and I just, I want to make it as easy as possible. And I, I want people to know that we care. That, you know, if, if they see our stuff and they say, well, they don't even care about the fence falling down. They're, they're not going to care about me. And they might not consciously think that, but that's the, it's just, it is what it is. And so we want to, to just take care of our stuff and um, take care of all that. Okay, so with all that being said, uh, the, the fourth thing that we do in my house when we have guests coming over is we have this thing that we call the family talk. Anybody else have the family talk? Where you sit down the kids and you say, hey, listen, we're about to have guests coming over and you need to be on your best behavior, right? Um, or something to that extent. And I'm not gonna sit you down, you're not my kids, you're all, we're all adults in the room, or most of us are. Um, but we want to explain our expectations. Uh, of the family. So this is a family talk. If you're new here, uh, it's just awkward. You came early and, and you're just going to join in uh, with the family talk. But, but um, welcome to the family. If you're new here, welcome to the family. All right, now uh, we're going to talk for a second. Um, uh, John chapter 8, verses uh, 2 through 11 say this. If, um, if you want to turn there or we have it on the screen, I didn't update the Bible app because most of it is just me talking this morning, but uh, John chapter 8, this is the only scripture we have. Uh, early in the morning, he came again to the temple. All the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, and placing her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. So what do you say? And they said this to test him that they might have some charge to bring against him. And Jesus bent down, and he wrote with his finger on the ground. And they continued to ask him, and he stood up and said to them, Let, us, let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. And at once more he bent down and wrote on the ground. But when they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the older ones. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus stood up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, sin no more. Uh, if everyone could reach under their chair, if you haven't already. Um, so, so these Pharisees, the, the people that, that drug this woman out, um, To Jesus, some, yeah. The, the people that drug, um, drug this woman out to Jesus, they, they were ready to stone this woman. They were ready to throw rocks. They were ready to 
for Jesus to inflict pain on this person because she should do better and she should know better and she should. And as we begin to be intentional about inviting outcasts, about inviting non-church people into the church, it may be tempting for you, if you've grown up in church, if you've been in this environment, if you know what's right from what's wrong, as we see people that don't know what's right from wrong, uh, as we see people that aren't used to coming to church, if we see people that, um, then it's going to be tempting for you to cast judgment and cast stones at these people. And I, my word to you this morning is let he, let she, who is without sin, among you be the first to throw a stone. You, you may see people acting like they don't know Jesus because they don't know Jesus yet. But we're here to welcome them home. We're here to show them who Jesus is and show them God's love. And, and we want them to show up in this place. And when they come in the doors, we don't want to throw rocks and say, look at your sin, look at your filth. You were smoking in the parking lot. You were whatever the, whatever the sin that you like to focus on is, stop it. If you have sin in your life, stop it. If you're perfect, go ahead and you throw that stone. Um, but I, I want to talk. I've got a lot of questions. But, but if you have some sin, if you've fallen short, we, we've got to drop the rocks. We can't throw Stones, we can't cast judgment. Now, now we're not going to put those people that don't know Jesus into leadership positions in the youth group. We're not. We're going to, you know, we're going to mentor and share the gospel and train them. There are limits to what they can do, but but we're still going to welcome them, and they can have a donut, and they can listen to the gospel, and they can be welcomed here, and they can join a life group, and 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 they can do things that that allow Jesus to show them some love. Because God so loved the world that he gave Jesus so that we would be welcomed into his presence and so that we would welcome him into our lives. My challenge is that they can't be distracted. Um, rather, they, they can't be directed to Jesus. They can't be directed by Jesus. Jesus can't direct their life if, if you're preventing him from getting to them, if, if you're standing in between Jesus and, and this person. In other words, the, the Pharisees were around this woman caught in adultery, and, and, and Jesus, um, the idea is he's standing outside the circle, and they're ready to cast judgment at Jesus' word, and, and they're standing between the woman who needs Jesus, and they, they, she needs Jesus to tell her, hey, go and sin no more. I forgive you, go and sin no more, but there's people that are casting judgment that are standing and preventing Jesus from getting to her or for him, her getting to Jesus, and we can't be those people. We have to cast our stones down and not at people. Um, we, that's, that's the message. That's the word. I gave you a souvenir, but I'd prefer that you leave it here, but hold on to it for now uh, for a minute while uh, I share my last goal for the year. Because I, I, we're going to welcome everybody, but we want to welcome people home. That's the theme. But we are going to int be intentional about inviting over uh, one specific group, and that's foster families. Uh, we, we want to invite and welcome and create a welcoming environment for uh, foster and adoptive families. 
uh, and bio mom and bio dad. So not only uh, people that are, have adopted, but people that, can you imagine being in a position where the best thing that you can do is to give your child up? That, that's, that's your best judgment is to give your child up for adoption. Can you, you think that that person needs some love? That person needs some Jesus. That person needs a community that loves them, that cares about them. So I'm not talking about just the adoptive parents, but I'm talking about everybody involved in the foster care adoption world. I have a calling to help those people, and 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 so I want to be. Um, and and we're we're in the we are those people, uh, and and so we want to be uh, intentional. Um, so we are going to uh, do some things. Our Mother's Day Out program, which is our daycare program uh, that we have that that's throughout the week. Um, uh, it's not every day of the week, but we would like it to be potentially. And so we're going to do some things that expand that. Um, and I don't know about every week this every day this week, but I'm I'm just speaking prophetically. Uh, but um, it might not happen this year. But we are going to increase the capacity this year. We're going to do some things and move some things. Um, because people need daycare, and, and ours has a great reputation. Mallory's doing an excellent job of running that, and, and, um, and people call every single day, and, and we're just, we're booked, we're full, and so um, we, uh, we're going to increase that. Um, we're inviting Backyard Orphans, which we introduced you to them in October. Um, they're an organization that helps churches do what I'm talking about, so we're inviting them in uh, in two weeks. They're going to meet with us, the staff, and they're going to help us create a game plan for moving forward. And so our hope by the end of the year is to have teams of volunteers in place uh, specifically to care for families in need. Um, and, and so that, that's a little, I'm kind of pulling back the curtain and say, hey, this is where we're headed. Uh, this is what we're being strategic about. We're creating the infrastructure behind the scenes so that uh, here this year we're going to ask you to be involved with ministries to help people, whether that's respite care or um, uh, a variety of things, bringing meals and, and car seats and, and doing different things for these families. And honestly, this is a, I, I've been in ministry for over a decade now, uh, different capacities, but this is the most excited that I've ever been about ministry, um, because I believe we're moving from, from talking about Jesus to doing what he said. I believe that we're, we're moving from simply going to church to being the church. And, and part of that, James says that, that true religion is this, to, to care for the widows and orphans in their distress and to keep oneself unstained from the world. And so um, we talk a lot about keeping ourselves unstained from the world and don't sin and do this and not this, but, but are we doing that first part? Are we caring for the widows and orphans? Are we being intentional? And, and I want to be able to say, yes, we are, and here's what we're doing. So how can you be the church? Uh, there's tables in the back, so these are our action steps for you to take. Uh, if you're interested in learning more about Care Portal, which we're already doing, this is for foster families, uh, Care Portal. Um, basically, if a family needs a bed, um, they send a notification on an app. Care Portal's an app that we are part of, um, that we get a notification and we can help them. Uh, if you're interested in doing that, or Compassion Ministry in general, funding the, our Compassion Ministry. It's an amazing thing. This, this last cold spell that came through, um, people were in need of, of heaters. They, they lost power or they lost their heat was out and they needed uh, just little personal heaters. And so we, we had the money in the account. We didn't have to have a big meeting and approval. We just went to Walmart and got some heaters. Um, and, and it's because of your generosity to those things that we're able to just move quickly as a church. And so we're grateful for that. Uh, the Save One table is there along with women's ministry information. We're going, there's a new book on Wednesday nights. That, uh, so if you haven't, this is a great time to jump into women's ministry. Uh, they meet 
at 7, I believe, uh, on Wednesday nights after, after service here. Um, if you're interested in uh, going on a mission trip, we had originally two mission trips scheduled for uh, 2024, but um, uh, one of them fell through, and so there's just logistic problems, and it didn't happen. So we have one mission trip to uh, uh, Africa, um, and, and so we're going to build tabernacles, and we're going to uh, do ki- children's ministry alongside that. Um, if you're interested in that, you can go up this aisle, this far aisle, all the way. There's a table up there. Um, you can sign up to do that. It is, it's limited, and so you can race and, and uh, uh, foot race. There's already people that have signed up last year, but, um, but we are going to, to that sign-up sheet's there. If you're interested in going on a mission trip in July, uh, the dates are there. I'll mess them up because I don't have them in front of me. But I believe we're leaving on July 6th, and we'll get back eventually. July 13th, I think. I think it's a two-week trip. July 6th through the 13th, if I'm not mistaken. But don't take my word for it. Go sign up. Um, if you're interested in serving in the next-gen uh, area, which when I say next-gen, I mean kids, youth, tweens, anybody, anywhere, uh, you can sign up at the table down this aisle. There's a table um, there. Um, and the, those serve sheets are for everybody, actually. Uh, they're not just for next-gen. So if you're interested in serving somewhere, if you were inspired to get involved in the church and where we're headed and where we're moving, you can sign up uh, to serve there. And um, if you're new here, uh, you don't have to do any of that. Don't feel obligated. <laughs> I know it's a lot. This is a great Sunday to come to get a big picture of what we're doing. Um, but uh, this, is a, this is kind of a family thing as far as where we're headed. Um, but if you are new here, we want you to feel welcome. We hope that you feel uh, a part of this family. And so we want you to, uh, uh, if you go to the Connection Center, which is out these doors and to your right, there's a Connection Center there. Um, and you can, uh, we'll want to give you a coffee cup and welcome you home. I'll even give you a welcome home t-shirt if you're new. Uh, we're going to sell them in the lobby. If you volunteer, though, you get one, right? I've already got your size uh, logistically. I'm not doing that today, but uh, you're good. If you're a volunteer, if you're one of those uh, that serve in those 75 positions, I have a t-shirt for you. Um, and then uh, I, last thing is I would like the ushers to come wait on us for this morning's tithe and offering. Um, and as they come, I just want to pray that God moves. Father God, you are good and you do good. Uh, I thank you for the word this morning. God, may we not cast judgment on onto uh, others. May we be welcoming to every single person that comes through these doors. May culturally we be a church that does not uh, 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 judge people or, or throw stones, but we welcome them into the family and allow you to change them, allow you to speak to their hearts, allow you to tell them to go and send no more. Uh, while we are simply task with the, with the mission to love God and to love people. May we do so well. May you continue to inspire us. May you continue to um, uh, allow us to accomplish all the things that you've put on our hearts uh, this year, and we'll praise you for it in Jesus' name. Now, before the ushers uh, pass the, the baskets, you can give in a few different ways. You can use an envelope in the seat back in front of you. You can text to give, which that number has changed, so if you haven't updated it in your phone, um, please do so. Uh, you'll have to re-enter your information, but that is one, one and done. And then uh, you can also give online. But I, I also want to remind you about Build This House um, because I'm asking everyone in the room to invest in, in at least one of the phases. Um, I'm asking uh, every, every person to invest $325, um, which, you know, if everyone does that, then that phase would be accomplished. 
Um, so I, that's, what, that's my ask. That's what I'm doing. That's what I feel called to do. Um, and so if we all do that, and you may be able to write a check for that amount, uh, or uh, you may have to pay $5 a month for the rest of your life, you know, uh, whatever that looks like for you, um, I, I want you to commit to it. And so I'm not asking you to, to pay right now, today, uh, there's not that urgency. If, you, if you're able, go ahead and do so, and then you're, you're off the hook. But if you're a part of this family, if you call Life Fellowship your home, uh, help us build this house and welcome people into the home. And my challenge is that you would invest in, in all three. Uh, so I, I want, I'm, I'm asking, like as, with as much authority as a pastor has, I'm, I am asking for that, that 325. Um, but my challenge to you is the, math is hard, 975, uh, 1,000, just round it up to 1,000. Um, but uh, if you're able to give 1,000, if you're able to give 10,000, give it, um, because it's good soil. I know we, we sent 200,000 around the world, um, but, but I also want to invest here in, in ministry in Weatherford so that we can continue to reach those. And I believe that we're, we're at the beginning of something special. We're at the beginning of something that God is going to show up and show off in a way that, that we have yet to see. And, um, and so when are we starting this? I'm meeting with a contractor tomorrow. So as funds come in, uh, what I would encourage you to do actually is everybody grab an envelope in the seat back in front of you. Um, and it should have a build category. And so whatever your amount is that you feel led to give, that you're going to give, it doesn't have to be today, but you're going to give. Uh, it's between you and God, um, but if you're willing to give, um, go ahead and, and write that number. You can leave the envelope empty unless you have it, um, but uh, go ahead and, and, and write that, that number down. I'm not going to give you any time to pray about it. God tells us to, to invest in his kingdom, and this is a storehouse, and we're, we're just going to do it. Uh, again, if you're new here, this isn't what we normally do. I don't always beg people for money. But I'm unapologetically asking that we invest and we take care of what we're doing. And I believe that God is going to bless uh, this church and we're going to see an increase in salvations and baptisms and people coming. And, and as we uh, do our part in stewarding this place well, I believe that God is going to bless it. Amen.